Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Rebecca Barra. And I'm Dave Smith. It is Friday, November 11th, and we've got the latest news you need and want to know. Plus, we talk about what on earth happened with the dramatic collapse of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried's crypto exchange. It's a crazy scenario, and there's so much we still don't know, but... The early indications are no one will ever trust this company or Sam Bankman-Fried again. But first, here's the latest. President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan has hit another hurdle. In the most serious legal setback so far, a federal judge in Texas has blocked the program, saying Biden overstepped his authority and did not allow for a public comment period before announcing the policy. The ruling follows a lawsuit by two borrowers who aren't eligible for the proposed loan relief and claim they could not voice their disagreement about it. Biden's plan faces a number of legal challenges in in other states and is on hold for now. The Education Department plans to appeal. At least four people have died from Hurricane Nicole, which made landfall early Thursday as a rare November hurricane. Nicole is now a tropical depression that's moving north, hitting states in the southeast and mid-Atlantic with several inches of rain. The National Weather Service predicts a large portion of the East Coast all the way up to Maine will be at some risk of flash flooding. A Connecticut judge has ruled that Alex Jones owes an additional $473 million in punitive damages to Sandy Hook families. That amount, combined with a jury's award for damages in the same case, brings the total Jones owes to $1.4 billion. Alex Jones lied for years that the 2012 massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary was staged by so-called crisis actors. Jones plans to appeal and, on his show Thursday, laughed off the ruling, saying he simply doesn't have the money. Some signs that China is starting to ease its strict COVID policies. State media says it's shortening the quarantine requirements for travelers and close contacts of people who test positive for COVID-19. The new policy says folks arriving in the country need to spend just five days in a hotel or a quarantine facility instead of the previous seven days. The change comes just a couple of months before Chinese New Year, the country's biggest travel season. The Hang Seng Index soared more than 7% on the news, and Chinese travel-related stocks got a boost, too. Chris Rock, you know, former SNLer, movie star, stand-up comic, guy who got slapped by Will Smith at the Oscars, he's going to have a Netflix special. But what's different about this one is that it will be live. The Refresh actually got a never-before-seen clip of Chris Rock agreeing to the Netflix deal. Check it out. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live! It. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. <laughs> Classic Chris Rock, am I right? Anyway, the live comedy special will air on Netflix in early 2023. Did you know you can share any of our segments on social media? Just look in the description section on your podcast app and you'll see a little share link next to each story. It's super easy. Give it a try. President Biden is meeting with China's leader Xi Jinping on Monday, but this one's going to be face-to-face, which is notable. It'll be the first time Biden will see Xi in person since he took office. 
So what are they going to talk about? Well, things sure are tense between the two countries over issues like Taiwan, trade, and Russia's invasion of Ukraine, and the White House says they'll discuss, quote, a range of regional and global issues, which, to me, you know, means they're going to ask each other if they plan to stay on Twitter. If you are pregnant, over 65, or have a weakened immune system, the CDC says you should not eat any meat or cheese from deli counters. There's an ongoing listeria outbreak that's affected people in at least six states, New York, New Jersey, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, and California. The bacteria can cause serious illness, especially in groups at risk. The CDC says it's already killed at least one person and caused at least one miscarriage. If you're one of IKEA's 170,000 plus employees, you're about to get a little bit of help to deal with the rising cost of living. The Netherlands company that owns nearly all of the IKEA stores is opening a fund for staffers who may need help paying for essentials like rent and electricity bills. The company says the money will just be a cash grant, not a loan. It's also doubling the staff discount to 30%. Very nice. Harvard is returning the hair clippings of about 700 Native American children. They were taken in the 1930s when the U.S. interned the children in boarding schools. The samples were kept in the institution's Peabody Museum, and Harvard says they were taken by former Professor George Woodbury, who was studying racial hierarchies. Harvard is apologizing for its role in the proliferation of scientific racism and the dehumanization of Native peoples, and says it's contacting the children's extended families and tribal nations. The highest earners in Massachusetts are going to pay a little more in taxes thanks to a new ballot measure approved by voters. The so-called millionaire's tax levies an additional 4% tax on top of the state's 5% flat income tax on all earners. According to CNBC, accountants are already trying to find ways to defer income to avoid the tax. The world of crypto was rocked this week by the lightning-fast, near-total collapse of one of cryptocurrency's biggest exchanges, FTX, and it's been a roller coaster of a week for the exchange's founder, Sam Bankman-Fried. The 30-year-old saw his personal fortune fall from $15 billion to just $1 billion, the biggest ever one-day loss in wealth, according to Bloomberg's billionaire tracking. And as of this morning, the DOJ and SEC are now investigating FTX to see if any criminal activity or securities offenses were committed. This story has everything, an eccentric founder, a bitter public rivalry, and a cautionary lesson that emerging markets are very, very risky. Insider's Matt Fox has written about FTX's fall from a $32 billion valuation to a fire sale, and he is here to talk about it. So Matt, what is going on with FTX? Can you tell us a bit of backstory and what is happening now with it and Binance? Yeah, so FTX, the crypto exchange, is undergoing a severe liquidity crunch where it is short billions and billions of dollars to meet customer redemption requests. There's a lot of moving pieces. Binance, one of its biggest competitors in the crypto exchange space, actually signs a letter of intent to fully acquire the company and help it, you know, get some funding so it can meet the redemptions requested by its customers. And within a day, that deal fell apart specifically because they reviewed the company's books and they were just so unimpressed, they saw no reason to move forward with the deal. (laughs) There were talks that 
Binance would buy the company for a dollar and then assume a lot of its debts. But even that, it couldn't even buy for a dollar. It was that bad. Yikes. You know, Sam Bankman-Fried is one of the biggest names in crypto. Is FTX doomed? And if so, what happens to Sam? Early to say, but all indications say that, yeah, FTX is in a very precarious spot. And what's important to understand is Sam Bankman-Fried's backgrounds. He started as a trader at a prop firm on Wall Street, and that informed his decision to launch Alameda Research in 2017, which is essentially a proprietary trading company that's focused on cryptocurrencies. And now reports are breaking that Sam Bankman-Fried used customer funds and customer deposits from FTX to the tune of many billions, transfer them to Alameda Research as sources of trading, and eventually lost all that money. It's a crazy scenario, and there's so much we still don't know, but the early indications are no one will ever trust this company or Sam Bankman-Fried again. Right. That's a major woof. What happens to investors who had their money in FTX? We still don't know. The company is solely focused on trying to raise funds so it can meet customer redemptions. Specifically for FTX International, it looks like customers could be holding the bag here. And this isn't new to the crypto industry. I mean, year by year goes by and we see a crypto exchange engaging in either risky behavior with using leverage on customer deposits or outright fraudulent behavior. And at the end of the day, it's the customer who loses the money. There are some, you know, Sam Bankman-Fried has said the FTX US side is doing okay and customers aren't going to lose their money there. But, you know, at this point, we don't know the whole story. So anything can change. So Matt, if FTX does go under, do you think that's going to have a ripple effect across the rest of the crypto industry? Yeah, completely. I mean, Sam Bankman-Fried was kind of viewed as the industry's JP Morgan of 100 years ago. And now the fact that who was thought to be the savior of the crypto market is himself in this much trouble, just completely, again, erodes trust in the entire industry. And at the worst possible time when You had institutions on Wall Street starting to get into the space. You had venture capital pouring hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars into the space. Uh, A lot of those folks are going to start reassessing their investments and likely pull back. You know, we at The Refresh eat this kind of story up. But for crypto skeptics or even billionaire skeptics out there, why should anyone care about FTX's fate? There's an overarching question about what the utility of crypto is and what the future of crypto is. And for the past, you know, call it five years or even going back to Bitcoin's founding over a decade ago, a lot of it was just based on the fact that crypto prices went through the roof. I mean, they they increased almost exponentially and minted many, many billionaires and millionaires. But I think it's coming down to the fact that this is all speculation and things aren't looking good for the entire space as a whole. This is going to be really interesting to watch. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Great. Thanks for having me, Dave. Matt Fox covers the stock market for Insider. Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. We produce our show along with Grace Eliza Goodwin, Frank Alito, Rob Gunther, and Dan Gooding. Carrie Donahue is our executive producer. And thanks to Rebecca Knight and K.M. Moynihan for filling in for me. You guys rock. 
Have a great weekend.